an exciting weekend in lots of ways for the Hoosiers over the holidays. The good, you have Trace Jackson Davis with an all-time performance for the Hoosiers. The bad, the men's soccer team tumbles out of the NCAA tournament. Football team is blown out in the Old Oaken Bucket, and there were firings that went along with it on Sunday. We're going to get you all caught up on all the news for IU on today's Locked on Hoosiers. You are Locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, November 29th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, all the fun content along the way. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. As I said, it was a busy, busy weekend for the Hoosiers. Uh, The basketball team picks up a win to remain undefeated and did so in style through Trace Jackson Davis with an all-time performance, 43 points in the contest. Uh, The soccer team loses a heartbreaker, a golden goal to Washington. Women's basketball team survives a scare late to hang on to a victory against Miami. But we're going to start with the football team today. Obviously, their loss to Purdue, as well as Nick Sheridan being fired on Sunday. Uh, An expected move, a move that I know many in the fan base were clamoring for. We'll get you all caught up on that in just a moment. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. IU football ended the season about as lifeless as they have been all year and get blown out in the old oaken bucket losing 44 to seven. I only watched the first half of this again. That's about as much as I could stomach of this IU team in general, especially when they were getting slapped by Purdue on the day. Uh, Do not enjoy watching that at all. Inexplicably, uh, Grant Grimmel is the starting quarterback. Donovan McCauley doesn't throw a pass, only ran once. There's so many things I don't understand about this IU football team, but didn't take long for Tom Allen to start uh, making some decisions. Nick Sheridan let go on Sunday morning. Uh, Pretty much indicates that that was something he had long uh, considered. That was not something that he decided on. Saturday night to start considering that he was gone by 10 a.m. on Sunday, uh, barely 12 hours after the season ended. Let you know some things, uh, let you know that uh, this was a move that was coming. I think there could be 
and should be possibly more moves to follow. Like I've said before, I'm not going to clamor for someone or celebrate somebody losing a job, but changes absolutely had to be made to this team. The offense just inept, honestly, for the vast majority of this season, and somebody had to answer for that. And in reality, a couple people did. So the statement from IU, including Tom Allen's quotes on Sheridan's firing, uh, Tom Allen quote, I want to thank Nick for his work and commitment to our football program. He's a good football coach and a man of tremendous character, but we're in the need of a reset on the offensive side of the ball. We will begin our search for Nick's replacement immediately. We did not meet the standard that I expect from our football program, and that starts with me. This season was not acceptable, and we will work to address it. Great, great words. He did. Tom Allen had actions to back it up because also in that press release, um, it included the bit that in order to make this change, Allen restructured his current contract, uh, taking a uh, $200,000 cut in pay for 2022 through 2025, basically taking ownership of the situation, I think. Uh, that allowed them to be able to kind of pay Sheridan throughout his contract uh, and not lose any money. So this is Tom Allen saying, hey, part of this is on me. I'll take some blame for this. And ultimately, he's still making $4 million a year. So in that sense, $200,000, I don't know. There's there's a couple ways to look at it. He's still being paid a lot of money, but $200,000 is $200,000. So uh, he's taking ownership of that. I think it also allows the team to remain competitive and searching for a new offensive coordinator because you're not paying one offensive coordinator that's no longer with the program while also trying to keep up with the market and pay another one a competitive salary. Uh, Tom Allen basically accounted for the rest of Nick Sheridan's contact, contract, and now you can go pay someone else to come in here. And that new position is going to be the biggest hire of Tom Allen's tenure. This new offensive coordinator is going to be under the biggest microscope, fair or foul, uh, because at this point, this is kind of a make-or-break time for Tom Allen with the program, and this offensive coordinator hiring will dictate a lot of things. Um, it's going to define where the program goes from here. Uh, the momentum from 2020 is basically gone. It, the season was that bad. It, it At no point at the end of that year did it feel like there was any sort of positive momentum. That's entirely gone. So now you get the offensive coordinator hiring right. You can start building some of that momentum. You have some goodwill built up with fans. And they'll jump back on if you're able to start trending in the right direction again. You get it wrong, things start spiraling. And then you're talking about Tom Allen's own job being on the hot seat. Uh, so this is a big hire. This is a big moment for Tom Allen, for IU football, for where they're going to go from here. And with that, you can't do any of these risky first-year offensive coordinator positions anymore. You need a proven person in here. Tom Allen has a way he wants his offense to run. You can see that. Kind of your spread offense, one running back, a tight end, 
number of wide receivers. That's how he's always been since he's been here. Now, there's a lot of ways you can run an offense with that. You can do it like a Mike DeBoard or a uh, Nick Sheridan and basically be ineffective. Though Sheridan admittedly was the coordinator for the 2020 team. Uh, It turned out Michael Penix papered over a tremendous amount of cracks with that team. But they were explosive at times. Or you can run an offense like Kalen DeBoer did that is electric, uh, impossible to stop at times, and really powered the Hoosiers to a big season. So uh, this is a big moment for Indiana football. Like I said, I think there may be some more names that will follow. Uh, There's an entire reshaping of the offense that needs to happen. And all of this doesn't fall on Nick Sheridan. All of it doesn't fall on Tom Allen either. So a lot of changes, I think, are going to be made in the coming week or so. By the time you're listening to this on Monday, there may have already been changes made. So uh, it'll be interesting to monitor. We'll definitely keep up with that. And this, I believe this week we're going to do kind of a look back on where things went wrong for this IU team, what the future looks like, because there's a lot of names that could be leaving this program. Uh, With the COVID year, eligibility is a little wonky. So a lot of players could be leaving. I would expect there's going to be some transfers and some probably some surprise names uh, will be entering the transfer portal. Uh, This was not by any means a good year for IU football, and there's going to be some consequences for it. So we'll certainly keep you up to date on that. Not a fun time for IU football after their best season in 30, 40, 50 years. uh, They come back with one of their worst seasons I certainly can remember in some time. The good news is IU basketball right now is flying high as can be. And boy, oh boy, it was Chase Jackson Davis fun on uh, Saturday night. I'm going to recap that game and where the Hoosiers found success. I can certainly tell you that TJD hit the over on his prize picks uh, prop for points on Saturday with his 43-point outburst. If you guys don't already know, prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They are for more college football props than anyone in the world, whether it's all-star players for the Power Fives or it's the mid-major standouts that you probably haven't even heard of. Uh, PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, uh, interceptions thrown, rushes, everything in between. All users that deposit and use promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Free money, they are giving you guys. Uh, The Hoosier basketball team has a couple games coming up that you can certainly uh, throw some money down on, win some free money as well. Simple, you pick two to five players, pick the over-under on their prop, and went up to 10 times your entry. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use that promo code locked on to get yourself some free money or go to the app store today and download the app. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Watched IU for a long time, certainly not as long as many, many others, but Trace Jackson Davis's performance on Saturday was one of the best, probably the best individual performance I have 
seen in the cream and crimson 43 points astounding he was absolutely dominant though it must be said dan d'antoni and marshall's decision to simply not double team him for effectively the first quarter or the first half and half of the second half so about 30 of the 40 minutes on saturday marshall just decided not to double him uh trace said thank you and dropped 43 points on him the exclamation point with that windmill dunk was wow (laughs) trace is absolutely special uh for those that missed it try to find the game if you if you can't if you didn't see it iu wins 90 to 79 it was not uh the script that this team has followed for much of the season This was probably the best offense that they have played. I would take the probably out of it. This is the best offense that they've played uh, this season in Marshall. And the Hoosiers struggled at times in that first half. Marshall scored 17 unanswered at one point to take a double-digit lead. Indiana gets back into the game through Trace Jackson Davis, through Xavier Johnson, who I thought had a really good game, probably going to go under the radar a bit because – I mean, Trey scored 43 points, but Xavier Johnson had probably his best game as a Hoosier. Uh, The two of them combined for 63 of the 90 points. They got IU back in the game by halftime and kept IU in control for the second half. Built a lead up to double digits later in the second half and really were able to ice this one away. They outscore Marshall 49 to 37 in the second half. Uh, This was the best IU's offense has looked this season. Uh, Anytime you get 18 to 24 shooting from Trace with 43 points, it's going to look good. Uh, But the rest of the team played well on the night. Um, As a team, the Hoosiers shot 57.6%. They shot 8 of 15 from 3. And really, it was the most fluid the offense has looked this season uh they were playing off of one another reading the defense getting open looks but ultimately this was the trace jackson davis show uh he <laughs> the first i rewatched the game on sunday the first double by the by marshall came at the 146 mark of the first half they went effectively 18 minutes with trace absolutely torching them and then decided to maybe attempt a double team. Uh, It didn't work. At that point, Trace was in rhythm. He was absolutely dominant. He was aggressive. He was looking to score the whole night uh, until kind of the middle stages of the second half. Uh, And he had an array of ways he got to the rim, whether he had a little jump hook in there a couple times, uh, some dunks just powering through guys, some spin moves, some terrific post moves. He was going either way over his right shoulder, over his left shoulder. Uh, when you can do that, you're impossible to stop. And that was a good defender he was going up against. Um, the league or the nation leader in blocks. I'm not going to try to butcher his name, but I'm sure all of you that watched it know it. Uh, but he was going up against one of the best individual post defenders in the nation, at least statistically, and he just dominated him. Uh, just a an impressive display. Uh, It was a great job by teammates finding him when he was in rhythm in that first half. Uh, Everything went through Trace Jackson Davis. 
he lost the groove a little bit in the second half, but what ended up happening is at that point, the Marshall defense had all eyes on him. He was able to uh, find open players, open teammates. I thought Parker Stewart did a terrific job. Him and Trace have a little bit of chemistry going there. Uh, Parker Stewart was able to find the openings, find where he uh, could get open looks. And Trace was finding him. Trace is getting better and better passing out of the post, passing out of double teams, drawing defenders and kicking out. And when IU can spread the floor like it does, uh, it's going to lead to open looks anytime guys uh, or defenses start to double. Parker Stewart, I thought, took advantage of that most in the second half. Uh, he only finishes with six points, but both of them were three-pointers that came off of uh, one of them specifically, top of the key, off a ton of attention being play, paid to Trace on uh, the defense or by the defense. So. Great work from both of them. Xavier Johnson, as I said, both game on best game on both ends of the floor. Uh, finished with 20 points. He's always flying around, always creating havoc. He is a strong, strong man. Gets to the rim, can finish under duress. Impressive from him. He's only getting better and better. One other thing I want to note is that I don't think this comeback would have happened last season. Um which I don't mean to keep harping on things like that, but the way Mike Woodson has empowered this team, given them confidence versus where this team was kind of mentally and psychologically last season, if there's 17 unanswered scored by an opponent, I don't think there's any chance they're scoring or they're getting back into the game. There's no way that they're scoring enough to keep up with that Marshall team. So another example of what Mike Woodson has done to this team uh, they had some issues defensively on the day. Like I said, the best defense that they or the best offense that they have faced. Um, Marshall really spreads teams out and there's a, always just constant movement on the ball, off the ball, a lot of ball screen action. Dan D'Antoni runs a very similar offense to his brother, Mike D'Antoni, who coaches in the NBA. And that's a lot of ball screen action. When you got guys spread out, when you're moving that much, it's easy to lose track of guys, as IU did a lot. A lot of open dunks down the middle, especially in the first half. The adjustment they made in the second half was just switching uh, all those ball screens and just keeping the pressure up on the ball handler, not letting them get comfortable, just uh, not letting them run through those ball screen actions. Uh, and it worked, it created some turnovers, it got guys sped up, and it was a great adjustment by Mike Woodson. It was a great answer defensively by the Hoosiers after uh, the first, about two-thirds of the first half was pretty ugly defensively. Hoosiers responded, buckled down, and got a big victory on the night. So impressive by them. They'll be back in action tomorrow. At Syracuse, which is going to be the biggest test of the season, we're going to learn a lot about this Hoosier team uh, tomorrow. Listen, at six games, you're starting to lose some of the sample size arguments. I think this defense is really good still, uh, and I think the offense is growing. Now, the interesting thing will be how they respond to a zone defense we know Syracuse will run. This is a better offense than last season. Their ability to spread spread out and knock down shots, uh, I think, will make it a little easier. 
I would also expect a lot of Trace Jackson Davis in the middle of that zone defense on Tuesday, but we'll preview that game uh, on tomorrow's episode. Excited to watch that one. What was not exciting was uh, how the men's soccer game played out on Saturday. It was hard to find. It was hard to watch, so I don't blame you if you did not see it. We'll give you the recap on that one and how the Hoosiers season came to an end. But we talked about these guys at the beginning. Today's episode is sponsored by NetSuite. So this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With the visibility and control of your financials, your inventory, your HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Hope you guys took advantage of some of the Black Friday deals by Built Bar. If you didn't, today is your last chance. It's here, the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. Caramel Almond Delight, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving a little white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallow center covered in white chocolate. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to not give your taste buds, or and to give your taste buds, excuse me, the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter promo code LOCKED20 before it's too late. It ended up being too little too late for the Hoosier soccer team on Saturday. They fall to Washington 3-2 to two in overtime. Game was moved up five hours due to rain, which already made it uh, hard for some people to find it. I'm sure many people like myself were expecting an 8 p.m. kickoff. It was moved up to 3 p.m. It was done to try to avoid uh, some rain headed that way. Didn't work because there's still a ton of rain on the field. Uh, but IU led twice on the day. They go up one nothing on Victor Bezerra's penalty kick in the first half. That was a score at halftime. Washington immediately got back into the game in the second half. 
with their own penalty kick from Dylan Tevez. Uh, Spencer Glass, though, offered it a pretty immediate response. Uh, scores near post down the left-hand side to put the Hoosiers up 2-1. And then the, everybody's feed went out, and we were left uh, following along with the one or two reporters there and IU Soccer's Twitter updates. Washington uh, levels the score in the 75th minute. Dylan Tevez off a corner. And then game goes to golden goal overtime. Dylan Tevez with his best goal of the night wins it uh, in the first session. He finishes with a hat trick, his second in as many games in the tournament. Can't fault him for that. Uh, Tevez is playing as well as anyone in the country right now. Back-to-back hat tricks in the tournament. I use defense. Got pinned in late. Uh, Washington finishes with 19 shots, seven on target to just 10 by the Hoosiers, four on target. Uh, Celentano did his best, uh, but only could make four saves on the day. It was a frustrating loss. Uh, It was another kind of script we've seen with this Hoosier team dominate, or maybe not dominate, but control the game in the first half. Couldn't make enough chances count. And as Washington grew into the game in the second half, uh, they score the goals when it mattered to win the game. This one is also painful because uh, earlier last week, Victor Bezerra confirmed that this will be his final season. It was Spencer Glass's final season. Both your goal scorers will be gone. This is going to be a vastly different Hoosier team next season. Uh, There's still some names that are going to be a part of it, some big names, but uh, the two biggest names on this team, aside from Roman Celentano, this was their final game. Shout out to both of those guys. Uh, We might look to get Tristan uh, Jackson, who we've talked to multiple times from the IDS on, to kind of recap this season and what the future holds for the program. Gut punch of a way to end it. Hoosiers peaked at the right time, but ultimately uh, fell to one of the best teams in the country and one of the players in the best form. IU women's basketball also played on Saturday night, lost in just about everything else. Everything was going on at the same time Saturday, so I I didn't see much about this game. I don't. I doubt many others did as well, but they pick up a 53-51 win in the Bahamas to wrap up their time there. Uh, it Got a little hairy for the Hoosiers. Um, they went up 52-40 to 40 with five minutes to go in the fourth and then scored one more point the rest of the game. It was a 9-0 run to go up 52-40. They looked to be kind of cruising to a victory, and then the offense went ice cold. Miami got back into the game, and the Hoosiers had to hang on. They got a free throw uh, from McKenzie Holmes late, I believe. but. Miami had a chance to win it. They had a three-pointer uh, as time expired. Uh, to IU's credit, it was well defended, but uh, it was still close, still heart and mouths moment. Uh, the, it bounces wide. The Hoosiers hang on for the victory. Again, it looked like this team wasn't, or this game wasn't going to be all that close. Uh, IU had a 20-4 to run in the first half between the first and second quarters. To build a big lead that they held on to, uh, 
for pretty much the entire game. Uh, the lead changed five times. It was tied twice, but the Hoosiers led from that point on, uh, second quarter on, really late in the first quarter on. Uh, but it still got interesting. Miami really sped the Hoosiers up. The two biggest stats on the night, IU had 24 turnovers, uh, 14 of those coming from Grace Berger and Nicole Cardano-Hillary, two of the more reliable players, struggled on the night. Uh, and then they shot 11 of 21 from the free throw line. Uh, the, that nearly cost them. They they hang on, but it was a bit of a scare. Maybe some lessons learned in the Bahamas between uh, the Stanford game and this one. Kind of two different endings. The Stanford game, they uh, rallied late and almost did it. <clears throat> the Miami game, they were almost the ones that got rallied on. So... Some lessons learned, and hopefully so, because Thursday the Hoosiers will have their own version of the Big Ten ACC Challenge when they face NC State, I believe number five in the latest polls, though again that might be updated by the time you're uh, listening to this or watching this on YouTube, but a, a big game for that one. It'll be in Bloomington. Go down there if you... If you can, 7 o'clock on Thursday, we'll preview that game this week. But it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, this Hoosier team has already proven they belong uh, among the elites, but a big game on Thursday can further cement that. We'll be on the lookout for that. Plenty of fun in store this week. Multiple Hoosier basketball games, both men's and women's. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of football news will be coming. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back throughout the week with all of that. We're going to preview that IU-Syracuse game tomorrow. Now for your second listen, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thanks for the ratings, the reviews, the feedback, all that fun stuff you guys leave us. I'm always looking out for it. Uh, be sure to leave. A review if you guys have any questions you want answered on the show follow us on twitter subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already but most importantly guys have a great monday and leo